We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Paula with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower, talking pregame for the Rams and Giants this Sunday. Norm, how you doing? Uh, enjoying some snow. How are you? Snowing in Oregon? Yes, sir. Gee, it's only November 2nd, for crying out loud. How dare they? <laughs> well, while you're in the snow, it's raining here, and it's a rainy day overall in the NFL. We have some major news just kind of come across the wire as we record this tonight. Uh, Deshaun Watson, starting quarterback for the Houston Texans, out for the year with a torn ACL. That's his second career, by the way. And also now Andrew Luck, quarterback of the Colts, is in place on the IR. He's out for the year as well. Norm, how does this impact uh, the rest of the league right now? Well, it actually impacts the NFL a lot because – the quarterback play is important for the NFL and Deshaun Watson's a big story right now and losing him uh, hurts the NFL, but it really hurts the Texans. And, and, you know, I feel for the, the Colts expecting to get luck back throughout the season and, and not getting him. I don't know which one's worse having a, a quarterback that shows up and does a great job as a rookie and then losing him or having a veteran on the sidelines that you expect to play and then not being able to play him. But it's, it's bad either way you look at it. And I, you know, my heart goes out to Deshaun Watson because he's playing so well and uh, it, it's tough for the NFL and tough for both teams. You know, for the Texans in particular, they have struggled so much over the past few years to find their quarterback, to find the guy who can lead them. You could you could make a you know at least make an argument that if they had had a quarterback in the last couple of years, they could potentially be at the very least an AFC Championship game team, if not a Super Bowl team. Now they find their guy, and he does such a great job this year, and then he goes down. If I'm, a, if I'm a Texan fan, I think I'm, I think I'm cursed after you know seeing this news today. Just devastating news. 
Well, it's bad for them. Not only did they lose him, but they also lost J.J. Watt earlier in the year, too. So it's been a tough season for them for injury. And I think we all thought when we saw Deshaun come out and play as well as he did that Houston could be a serious contender. And now losing him plus the loss of J.J. Watt, it seems as though they must feel like they're cursed. It, it does help the Rams down the road, and we don't wish that on anyone to help us, but we're going to be playing the, the Texans here very soon and not having to face such a young, talented rookie who is playing so well is certainly going to make it better for us facing Tom Savage. But, you know, I, I feel bad for, for Houston right now. I don't feel too yeah. bad for Houston itself in the sense that they won the World Series against the Dodgers yesterday, and my Dodgers didn't quite come through. But, uh, you know, it is tough to see them lose such a talented young rookie. I have to ask, was there wailing and gnashing of teeth in the high tower home last night. Yeah, it was a, it was tough. You know, I knew as soon as it was uh, three to nothing in the first, and they and the Dodgers had bases loaded and uh, and couldn't get anybody in. I knew it was going to be a tough night from that point on, and and it was for sure. Heartbreaking, but it was nice to see the Dodgers make it there again. So now all focus shifts to the Los Angeles Rams, and I'm going to hope that they make it to the last game of the season too. I mean, there's potential there. We've talked about that here in the last couple of weeks. They go into this game against the Giants. They're on the road again. They're playing a team that has given them problems over the past few years, yet it's still not the same Giants team. The offense isn't right with them. The defense is struggling 27th in the league. Where do you see uh, – well, let me correct myself. What three keys to the game do you think are important for the Rams to make sure they avoid the upset in this game? Well, I think the answer to that's pretty simple. They got to get the running game going against the Giants because the Giants are struggling right now and they're without Janoris Jenkins, which is going to hurt them. He always plays well against us. There's a little Well, lot. He, was, well he's only played the Rams once. And he played well against, and he played well against us. So without yeah. without Janoris there, you know, they're going to rely a lot on Landon Collins. And he's a beast, and he's going to play a good game against us, no doubt. So I think the first key is to get the running game going against them. Not turn the football over, I think, is key number two. And keep them in check with our defense. And, and they, they don't have much of a rushing attack, and, and they don't have many of their starting wide receivers now with Odell Beckham out and Brandon Marshall out. So we just need to limit the mistakes on defense is the third key. No turnovers second key, and we need to be able to rush the football against them is, I think, our top key, in my opinion. Well, I'm going to go a little bit different. I think, one, I, I agree with you on running the football. Establish the running game early, beat them up, beat them up even more, beat them up even some more. Just, just keep pushing that ball down our throats. Uh, two, get out in front early. Be aggressive in your play calling early in the game. Get that team down. Get them mentally beaten get their fans shut down. And third, I really believe that if the Rams can get pressure on Manning early in this game, it's going to be a blowout. If they can just just get them on their heels, get them broken up, get them on his butt, get them making bad decisions, 
those to me are three key game, uh, three keys for the Rams. Shut them down in their passing game. Force them to try and run. This could be a blowout. It could be. I, I really, it could be a blowout if the Rams are anything right. I agree. It, it, it could certainly be a blowout. But I'll, I'll say something on the sacks. Last time the Giants played, which they're they're off a bye week like we are. The last game the Giants played was against the Seahawks, who we know very well. The Seahawks won that game 24 to 7. Uh, Seattle was down 7 to 3 at halftime. So I agree with the getting on the board early part, but the Seahawks only sacked Eli one time throughout the entire game, and Eli still only had, uh, he went 19 for 39, 134 yards and a touchdown. So he didn't have a stellar game without being sacked. So I agree that they need to pressure him. But he just doesn't have the receiving core. Right now, Evan Ingram's his top guy. He doesn't have much left for receivers. So offensively, they're not anything to, to be scared of right now. Their rushing attack isn't great. Their receiving core is, is depleted. So I, I think it's just limit the mistakes that we make on defense. Don't give up a big play. Hold them in check, and I think that'll be good enough. But I agree that we need to put pressure on Manning. That's always that's always a key for us. Well, it's always a key, especially for Manning. Yes, the receiving core is down. It's not what we would normally expect from a Giants team. But Manning has a habit of making bad plays, not just eh plays, but bad plays when under pressure. Get him running around, get him running for his life, and he'll throw. He'll make some turnovers. He'll make some happen, and that's what I want to see. I want, I want this Rams team to put this game away early, and come home healthy. So it's not just the expectation that they should win this game; it's the fact that the Giants. I don't, I don't want anybody getting hurt. I want this team, this game over with as soon as possible. But they still are the Giants. The Giants always seem to get up for the Rams, at least in the last twenty years. I just remember some of those brutal games, even in the Greatest Show on Turf days. Just some brutal games the Giants played against the Rams, and that's always in the back of my mind. I, I agree. The Giants just, at the beginning of the season, I would have picked the Giants to be a contender with the solid defense and with the offensive weapons they have. But right now their defense is doing well. They're not doing great, but they're doing well. And their offense just has nothing. So, you know, this is a we, – we talked about this earlier in, in our London podcast where this this is kind of a trap game this is a game that the rams should win they should win it fairly easily and we've experienced a lot of that in the past where the rams haven't been able to win those games if this team is truly a playoff contender and possibly a super bowl contender this is a game they have to win so i agree they need to get out front early they need to if they can, if the Rams can put 21 points on the on the board in the first half, that's going to make life easy for them because I don't think the Giants have the offense to come back. So, so I agree. An early start is better for us. And by the way, just to, to really kind of break down the numbers on this Giants defense, they are 27th in the league, but it's kind of an inflated 27th because of the fact their offense has been so horrible that defense is on the field, kind of like the Rams last year. They do give up nearly 380 yards a game. They allow teams to have the ball for 32 minutes, but again, that's because the offense, their offense is horrid. They still only give about 20.7 points a game. 
So they're still able, with the, their massive enough time on the field, to hold teams. We saw that again with Seattle. Seattle only scored 24-7. The Giants still have some character there. They are a threat in games. And that's another reason why I'm, I'm advocating. Get them down early. Beat them early. Get them broken and, and move on. I think them losing Janoris Shankins for this game is is going to be a major key. It's going to open up the field for Jared Goff to one of our wide receivers. And we have plenty of weapons, unlike the Giants. So score early, score often, keep pressure on them, wear down their defense, and there's no reason we, we shouldn't win this game. I just don't think that the Giants have enough offense to do anything against us if the Rams can can go out and put points on the board. So a good dose of Gurley running the football, you know, if they can run it and throw some deep balls to open up the field, get Landon Collins really having to pay attention to the deep ball, that's just going to open up our running game even more. I expect to see a lot of, of dink and dunk stuff from us too. And if they can just exploit all areas of the field on offense, it's going to make it tough on the Giants' defense, especially much as they've been on the field uh, with the recent games and not having much offense. So I agree. I, I think we should win this game in all facets on offense, on defense, on special teams. The key, the, the, one of the biggest keys, though, is the turnovers. We just can't turn the ball over and make stupid mistakes. If we can limit that, I think we've got this no problem. And that's, you know, that's a great point. The Rams right now, 5-2 and two entering this game, they are still even at the turnover ratio. And they're a zero. So they're not a plus, they're not a minus. And the Giants aren't real great at, at creating turnovers either. So the turnover battle, I mean, if we see a couple turnovers in this game going the Rams' way, this should be a no-brainer. Also, defensively, we t- I told you the Giants are 27th. Offensively, same thing, 27th in the league. They only average 296 yards a game. Just horrid offense. It might be the worst Giants offense I've seen in my life. Can you think of a worse Giants offense? No, I can't. And even on defense, if you look at their interceptions, I think they only have three interceptions for the entire year. So this is poised to be a really good offensive game for the Rams, even though the Giants defense is is pretty tough because of the fact that they aren't intercepting the ball and then the lack of Janoris Jenkins – if Todd Gurley can get the running game going, it's going to open up the field for Goff, and Goff could have a really big game. And to be honest, he needs that. It's been a few weeks now since he's had a he's had a really blow, you know, a really big blowout game. And I would like to see him get some numbers up and and get him out there, leave him a little more confident. He's he's had a couple rough outings in a row, so let's hope he actually has that kind of game. Well, then I think he will if Gurley can can run the football. You'll find that Goff will do really well when Gurley's putting up 100 yards rushing because it just opens up everything for him. Well, and and even when he's not <laughs> running for 100 yards right now, he seems to be doing all right. So let's go ahead. You know, earlier in the week we gave our predictions. Now we know Janoris Jenkins is out. This actually changes my prediction a little bit. Uh, do you stand by your score? Where do you get this game? No, I'm changing mine. Uh, I'm going to go with a 31-10 win for the Rams. I, I think the Rams are going to put up put up 31 points, and the offense is going to get rolling again. Todd Gurley's going to have a big game, and they're not going to turn the football over like they have been. So I, I see it at 
right? I'm calling 28-10. I had 21-10 early. I'm giving our touchdown to them. I do think the Rams will probably slow down a little bit in the second half if they can try and protect some of their players. Uh, rest of the weekend, by the way, the rest of the weekend, we have the Jets hosting the, the Bills. The Jets have lost a couple in a row. How do you call that game? I think the Bills will be 6-2 and two after this game. It's getting ready to start here in an hour, so uh, I, I picked the Bills in that one. Atlanta, traveling to Carolina. How do you call that one? It's at Carolina, so I'm going to give it to Carolina. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Atlanta by a field goal. I, I, don't, I don't like the look of Carolina right now. Well, I don't like the look of either. Well, it depends, Houston, it, de- it depends on what Carolina team shows up. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> that is a Jekyll and Hyde team. All right. The Colts at 2-6 and six, travel to Houston, 3-4. and four. Both teams now have their starting quarterbacks out for the year. How do you call this game? Oh, that's a tough one, but I'm going to give it to Houston. I'm going to go with the Colts. I like the percent's been there a little, a little bit longer. Um, they gave the Bengals some problems this weekend. I think the Houston's going to have a hangover after losing their boy, losing Deshaun Watson for for the weekend. So I'm going to go with the Colts by field goal. Jacksonville hosting the Bengals. Uh, Jacksonville now four and three. The Bengals three and four. The Bengals, by the way, an unimpressive three and four after that one point victory over the Colts. How do you call it? Uh, I'm going to go with James uh, James Johnson here and call the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars winners. I'm going Jags Bay 24-10. 24-10 Jags. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Tampa Bay 2-5. and five, New Orleans 5-2. and two. New Orleans. I'm going. Yeah, New Orleans. I'm going New Orleans this one, 31-17. Here's an interesting game for you. The Broncos at 3-4, and four, struggling offensively, traveling to the Eagles 7-1. and one. Uh, I hate to give it to the Eagles, but I think they'll win the game. Eagles. Yeah, we're, we're, we're matching up here pretty well. The Eagles, I'm going to go with 21-10. Baltimore at Tennessee. Baltimore 4-4. Four four. They're a Jekyll and Hyde, too, this year, aren't they? They are. They're, they are. They are. Tennessee 4-3, and three, kind of under the radar a little bit. How do you call them this one? i got to go with my boy Marcus Mariota and pick Tennessee. Ooh. Got a score for us? Uh... 27-17. 27-17. Okay, I'm going with, uh, I just don't trust Tennessee. I'm going to go with Baltimore, 17-10. Arizona and the 49ers. Arizona 3-4, and four, the 49ers 0-8. Oh How do you call it? Oh, this, <laughs> this is a tough one. Uh, Garoppolo won't be starting, so uh, I think the 49ers are honestly... Uh, this is this is a this is a game the 49ers could win, but I'm still going to take the Cardinals by three. I'm going 49ers. I think this is the I think this is the time they'll get their win. I being at home, they they are playing tougher. I know they, they didn't look too good against you know against Dallas, but they're due. They're due for a win, and this is a good matchup for them. I'm going 49ers by field goal. Well, I think Stanton's had a little more time to practice at quarterback with the first team, and I think that's what's going to be the difference. You know, I just go back to that game against the Rams, and they just they looked horrible. Well, and, and well, Stanton's played against us before and actually come in and beat us. So I, I understand that we're a different team, and so are they. But I still think uh, I still I still think Stanton has the advantage down there in in San Francisco, but not by much. I'm only calling it by three. It's a flip. <laughs> it's a flip a coin game. Well, my coin's flipping the 49ers. I guess what the 
make fun of each other on Sunday and see who wins that one. Sure. Okay, here we go. Washington against Washington goes to Seattle. Three and four, five and two. Where are you taking? I'm going to go with the Redskins in Seattle. Just as an, I'll, it'll be my upset of the week. I'll call, I'll call Washington by three. Washington by three. Washington has some injuries there. I'm going Seattle by a touchdown. Kansas City goes to Dallas for six and two, one of the league's best teams at Dallas. Now four and three. They lose Elliott for the season, looks like. Well, at least until late in the season. How are you calling it? Uh, that's a tough game to call, too, because both are talented teams. But without Elliott and Casey's on a roll, I'm going to go with Casey by a touchdown. I'm going to go with Casey by a touchdown. I'm with you all the way on this one. Oakland at Miami. Oakland, 3-5. and five, Kind of the, the team are wondering what the heck. This year against Miami, four and three. I have no idea how they're four and three either. Where are you going? Uh, Oakland by a field goal. I'm going Oakland by ten. I do not like this matchup for the Dolphins at all. Okay, here we go. Monday night, Detroit three and four, Green Bay four and three. Where are you going? Where's the game at? It's in Green Bay on Monday night. Is that going to be a breakout game for Brett Hundley? Uh. Uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay. I'm skeptical on this one, but I'm going to go with Green Bay by a touchdown. You know, I'm I'm kind of torn on this. I, I The Packers and Detroit, I think in a lot of ways their season hinges on this game. Detroit's been struggling, I, but I like Detroit right now. I, in this game, I like the way their defense is playing. Eventually that offense is going to break out, and I'm not so sure that Hen- Hundley's right for this. I'm going to go Detroit by seven. Okay. All right, so that's all of our NFL picks. We each picked the Rams to win big this weekend. Before we go and close up the shop today for this episode, we have another shop to talk about, Golden Ram Barbershop. That's our sponsor out there at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California at 92683. Phone number 714-894-7267. Most hours for them. 8 to 6, except for on Saturday, they're open 7 to 4. They're closed on Sundays, of course, because they go watch the Rams. If you make an appointment, use the promo code RAMSTALK, get a little bit of discount. I'll tell you a little about Sal. Sal opened his barber shop in 1994, the day the Rams left. He kept his door open, kept the lights on for the scene of return. And you go out there, you get a great haircut. You can look at some great Rams memorabilia down to the helmets, to jerseys, to autographed pictures. You name it, he's got it. Find that in his store at the Golden Ram Barbershop, number 714-894-7267. Use the code RAMSTALK. Norm, any closing thoughts today? I just hope this isn't the kind of game for the Rams that gets us stuck in that, are are we really back yet or not? I really want to see the Rams go out and perform and win this game because they should. So no trap game. Let's get her done, go out, beat them like you should, and get some momentum moving on towards Houston the next week. Vermi, really closing thoughts here. I'm with you. I want to see more. I want to see this team go in there and beat them up early. I want to see the kill instinct in. I want to see domination early. I think at that point we can say, you know what, this team is now moving to that next level. To to beat a team when it's down, to, to – to basically deliver a kill shot, to put the boot on the snake. 
crush it. Get it over and done with. Win this game. Get your people on the bench and healthy. That's what I want to see them do. I want to see them really kind of move beyond every time we see them win, it being a shocker, to now an expectation they're going to crush the teams they should crush. So those are my final thoughts. That's what I'm hoping to see this weekend. Oh, and by the way, we want to mention this before we go. We've been Rams talk here. We've we've been pretty good at getting guests on the show. We've had Jim Everett on here lately, Leroy Irvin. We've talked to the USA Today's Cardswell representatives, um, Jags Wire, James Johnson. We know we reached out to all these different New York Giants podcasts. Norm, you know how many respond to us? None. None. So any of you Giants listeners out there, I guess you didn't want to talk to us. Were you a little afraid we we kind of come in here and give you a hard time? Come on. Seriously. Come on. Next week, we will have a guest for Texans on the show. We'll talk to them about Deshaun Watson. We'll get ready for the game. But first, go Rams. We'll see you this weekend. For Norm Hightower, this is Derek C. Apollo. We'll see you Sunday. Now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. A study says that soft talkers do not make great radio personalities. We asked local librarian Steve Sage about this, and here's what he said. Honestly, I don't buy it. I think I make very captivating radio. Also in Obvious News, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to manage your policy with the GEICO app. So switching is a really smart decision. How does Steve feel about this? I love the GEICO app. I use it all the time. That's Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.